This week on the show, keeping your photos safe. I'm model Roxanne Kelly. And I'm photographer Brian Fisher. And this is Twip Glam. Welcome back to Twip Glam. Today's episode answers a question from Mike in Chicago. Help, my backup plan is a mess. How do you back up your work? This week, it's all about hardware, software, and keeping your images safe. Well, I'm sure looking forward to hearing how you back things up, Brian, because oh, you do all of it you're, for us. You're going to you're going to put it all on me. I, I am. I thought you were in charge of this. Oh no, no, not the backup part. All right, so I am going to teach you guys my philosophy, which is one, two, three, one master file, two methodologies, and three locations. Starting with number one, which is get everything together. Have one big file for your photos. Um, too many of us have this unbelievable collection of hard drives, and I'm one of them. I have boxes of hard drives going back into the mid-90s, and uh, I, I've been, if I might say, I've been good about getting those hard drives and slowly bringing all of that into one master collection. And fortunately, hard drives are so big now, you can literally get a life's work for most photographers into a single big fat hard drive. That's a great thing. You know, I actually do have two broken hard drives that I have a ton of my photos on. Oh, bring Not them. Not ones that I've photo. Uh, that bring I've, bring I've them over. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Um, the curse of being a photographer, you get everybody's photographic lost troubles. Oh, no. Well, I also have a stack of C um, CDs, DVDs, yeah. of all these photos photographers oh, have given me. Oh, all right. And they're all just sitting all in the well, sun. It, in the sun? <laughs> well, in our shed. Oh. So it's no, warm. No, no, not know. your shed. I need to. I need to bring them inside. So get it all. We're, this is your first project. Get it all into a single location. That's so, a great idea. Step one, one big master file for your archive. Step two, two methodologies. Um, many people go, well, I'm, I'm using Time Machine, and so I'm covered. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fine until Time Machine, uh, they push down some uh, error or you get a bad update in your computer, and Time Machine hoses your back up. It hasn't happened to me. I'm just saying it could. Yeah, never know. Yeah, and that would be really bad. So two methodologies. In my case, I use, for my short-term backup, I use Time Machine on my Mac to back up uh, what I'm doing right now. It's an incremental backup. I'll explain that in a second. The um, second system, I clone my archive to two different locations. And that's where we get into our next step. Okay. Our next step is uh, putting it in three different places. The, the old saying for photographers is, if it doesn't exist in three places, it does not exist. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you built that beautiful shed. Yes, I have a photography shed that, uh, <laughs> well, built implies I finished it. Oh, it looks beautiful. It, the parts <laughs> that are done are great. <laughs> So let's talk about our three different ways to back up your computer. Three categories, you might say. Okay. The first one is uh, incremental, and that is things like Apple's Time Machine, or there's, uh, as I understand it, though I don't use it, a great equivalent called Genie Timeline for Windows. Mm, I use Windows. So and helpful. the idea is that it is 
backing up your stuff on a very regular basis. And you can go back and say, I want to see what my computer was like and what my document was like last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And you can also take, and it's really nice, you can take and go, I know, I know that picture was in this folder on July 1st of 2015. And you can just rewind to 2015 and it will appear right where it was. Huh. Incrementals are great. Their downside is they are very complicated at a file system level. So you have a very hard time uh, going in. If you want to manually go look for a file in a time machine backup, you got yourself a project. Uh, you really have to use the backup software to go in and retrieve. Okay. This is great today, but I worry about five or 10 years from now when you're using a brand new 70 processor giga machine from the future (laughs) that has no idea what you were doing 10 years ago or five years ago. And so your backups, uh, I consider that risk. So I consider that a really great backup for the last year. What about things, websites like SmugMug or, gosh, there's a whole bunch of them like that that you pay for there subscriptions. There are, and, and, um, and we're going to go there in just oh, a moment. Okay. I jumped so ahead. You jumped ahead. <laughs> so for my time machine-ish type backups, um, I like a nice high-performance drive that is external to the machine. Mm-hmm. And I only use one drive. You can set them up to back up multiple places, but okay. I consider the incremental to be something you want really fast access to. In my case, I use a two and a half inch solid state drive. In this case, they're gigabyte. They're not cheap. You could also use a traditional hard drive. And I just Velcro it to the back of the computer to keep it handy and safe. Um, It takes care of where did I put it? That's the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. It is not technically your archive or backup. It's your, I can't find my file redundancy. You can rebuild a computer off of one, um, I presume also on Windows, but on the Mac, if you hose your whole computer, you can take, plug it into the time machine backup, and it will search all of the different dates of the archives, find the newest files, and recreate your computer off one of these. But uh, And it works surprisingly well, but it's still not what I trust for looking for files in 10 years. And believe it or not, that matters. Uh, I recently uh, had a couple contact me that I shot their wedding over 20 years ago. Oh, that's why you don't want to do weddings. <laughs> and they said, they're like, yeah, we we need uh, uh, some copies of our wedding photos. And I'm like, who Who are... doesn't save them? I said, who are you? I mean, things happen. Things happen. And, and, and I'm like, you know, way back machine turning. I'm like, oh, 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 it's you. Um, and... They just assumed that I had the negatives. Of course, because yes. it was 20 years ago. Because it was 20 years ex- ago. And, and even though I, I, every one of my contracts explicitly says I have no responsibility after the first year for holding on to oh, anything. Oh, sure. Even the first year, most, most photographers just, here you go. People after are, that's done. People are wacky about that they think their responsibility is. They're, they're always like, you don't have them in your left hand? Yeah. <laughs> No. It was the most important day of my life. What about yours? Yes. Wasn't it the most important they day assume, of yours? <laughs> they assume it, it is the biggest occasion was their wedding. And yeah. I'm sure it was great if I remembered it. Yes. Um, fortunately, because I have the photography shed from hell, um, 
I usually had the negatives. I had them scanned. And then I sent them the negatives so they would have no expectations that I ever contact me again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. man. Well, it was very kind of you. Most photographers would have said, oh, sorry. Oh, nope. It was very kind. Done. And I charged them. Oh, good. <laughs> so, good. Um, anyway, backups are important. People keep, keep people want to see their stuff from long, long ago. Yeah. Um, so that covers incremental backups. They're great for this year. And they are super handy, and they are a place where your stuff goes. Sure. Mostly your day-to-day stuff, but Mm -hmm. we're a photography show. We want to talk about keeping your stuff really safe. There's so much time and energy that goes into these photos. I mean, if you don't keep them, you're crazy. Yeah. you got to keep them. Although, I I have to tell you, as I'm collecting all of my stuff together and making a permanent archive, I'm going through and throwing out the, um, yeah. I'm I'm taking it down to my two and three star only stuff, yeah. and there are times where I'm like, oh, they're terrible pictures, and I took them and they're gone because yeah. I'm getting rid of them. Yeah. Um. So the best way to back up your media drive is with a clone. Mm-hmm. A clone is a exact copy of the hard drive next to your computer where you have your archive. Makes sense. And um, there are a couple of great pieces of software to do this. I use something called Carbon Copy Cloner which is a classic Mac app that's been around forever and does a wonderful job. You can go in, you can just schedule. I have uh, two drives, one in my house, which is a separate building from the shop, and one in my shed, which is also a separate building. Right here. And the, no, this is the workshop. Oh, sorry, the shed. The The shed. The photo shed. The photo shed. Oh, you have a whole computer set up in there too? No, it's just just sitting on a... uh, it's an independent drive. We'll get there. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, so the beauty of this is I have once a week that uh, that drive talks to the one in the house. The next week it talks to the one in the shed. And by doing them at different times, that guards against uh, me screwing up the drive and then coming back five days later and going, oh, I hope I didn't just copy that mistake everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. And it also reduces the wear and tear on the drive. You think about it, you're moving this huge amount of data occasionally yeah. and you want the drives to stay active because a hard drive that sits dies. Yep. But you also don't want to access it continuously. These these little drives that are doing your incremental drive, they have a rough life. They are being accessed constantly. Mm-hmm. And um, as a matter of fact, I use solid-state drives for that reason. They fail more predictably. But um, when it comes to your archives, you don't want to hit them all the time. You want to access them every week or two, and you want to exercise them, and then you want to let them just rest. Okay. Uh, so that gets us to the PC side of it, and I'm only going to go with the reviews and things that I understand. There's a company called Macron who makes a, uh, a product called Reflect, and they have a free version that, as far as I can tell, and is excellent and does this same job. Uh, I'm giving you guys suggestions. I want you to do your own research. I, again, take it for what it is. I read the reviews. I looked at it, but I'm not recommending it because I don't have personal experience. On the other hand, Carbon Copy Cloner has been my bomb for years and years and years. (laughs) Your bomb. (laughs) Oh, my. It it is just solid and works. There are great alternatives. Don't be wrong. There's lots of good stuff. But Is it the bomb? 
It's the bomb. The bomb. Yes. <laughs> is that a 90s thing? Or is that a... <laughs> it might be. Is my age showing? Where'd my hair go? I think it is. Oh. <laughs> Better cover up your age. <laughs> <laughs> so, and as you said before, the third way you can back up your stuff is to the cloud. Oh, perfect. Easy and easy. Uh, it is easy, but it's not perfect. Yeah. So we as photographers make big files. We, I mean, you can come home, especially with some of these new cameras that are 50 and 100 oh. megapixels per the camera I was borrowing recently. Oh my goodness, that's um, insane. You, you walk home with a mountain of data, even once you've called out the duds, which sometimes there's a lot of. Mm -hmm. um, Most of the time there are. No, You're really? taking thousands of photos. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no? Oh, mine are perfect. Oh, every single yeah, one of them. Well, there's occasionally one where the camera messes oh, up. Oh, of course. Oh, or the model, but never not, you. Not me. Never. Yeah, no, never. <laughs> um, it becomes impractical to use a cloud service because of the speed of your internet connection mm -hmm. going up unless you're on fiber. And the uh, truly incredible amount of data that mm -hmm. you can produce and need to store. Yeah. It's also out of your hands. And call me a control freak. I I like to have control of my situation. I think sure. a lot of photographers are that way. There well, are sure it's backed up. That said, like, <laughs> um, you know, I when my daughter goes off to college, I will be paying for a cloud-based solution for her. Yeah. Um, cloud-based solutions that come highly recommended are things like crash plan. Backblaze, uh, Carbonite. There's there's a whole slew. They run fifty to seventy five dollars. Okay. They have lots of space, and they are one nice thing is they're really cross platform. You can move from Linux to the Mac to Windows and back and forth, and you can access your stuff kind of from everywhere. Mm, that's awesome they have too. great utility. They're just not necessarily practical for our use case. Mm -hmm. So they're the third wheel. That it, it, let me tell you, I'm very tempted for, like I said, my daughter going to college, my my wife's use, where she's not necessarily going to tend to the herd of drives. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great solution. You just kind of have to measure whether it's going to work for you. Yep. Um, even if you're bringing home giant files and if you're just only shooting every once in a while, maybe it makes more sense. But in my case, I can generate a lot of data in a big hurry. So for me, Cloud backup doesn't work. Got it. For other folks, it's great. It's fine for my little iPhone that I just snap yes. pictures and all of a sudden they're all in one place. Perfect. It it <laughs> it is. And in the case of like the iPhone, Apple has a nice solution built right in. You say back up to iCloud, and if you run out of space, they charge you ninety nine cents yep, for extra I'm space. I'm already at that. Yeah. Um, but wait, hmm. maybe you're a control freak. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't um, think I am. But we'll, Maybe I am? Maybe just a little. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> we're going to cover in just a minute how to deal with that little disorder. Oh, got it. Yeah. Not, not life-wide. We're just going to deal with it as far as your pictures. <laughs> okay. Um, so three locations. Is that what all this is about? Is, are we going to explain each thing? Because I don't even this know what is, half these things are. <laughs> this is how your three locations happen. Okay. These are, um, it's a huge one. It is big. Your this three like locations. <laughs> your three locations guard against 
fire because they're in different locations. Mm -hmm. You need to think about flood. If you have all of your hard drives at floor level and you live in a floodplain, it really doesn't matter if they're 50 feet apart. It's not going to help you. Or if there's three of them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So in <laughs> where I live, if floods become an issue, it's because uh, it's the end of the world. Yeah. I'm kind of on no the top way. of a mountain. Yeah. And I have a large river to drain if there's a problem. But for a lot of people who live in a floodplain, you got to think about that. For some people, it is as simple as having one of your backups up in a upper floor. Mm. For some people, it's more about... Uh, Saving to a drive every month and then taking it somewhere that is safer. Mm -hmm. um, fire physical separation. I have 42 feet this way and I got 70 feet this way and I keep it mowed so that if one burns, it doesn't take down the other. That's great. And I think about it regularly. Well, I have teenagers, so fire is always kind of a concern. <laughs> um, and then theft. Well, one of the beauties mm -hmm. of having things in multiple places is... Uh, unless somebody is really going to work their way through your house, the odds of them getting the drive in the house, the drive in the shop, and the drive in the shed, uh, which, by the way, is behind lock and key, so they have to work at it, um, the odds of somebody stealing my stuff is pretty... Pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, you don't want a big sign that says, you know, yeah. my drives are all over here and they're valuable. Yeah, exactly. uh, there have been photographers who've had their drives stolen and then they get them ransomed back. Man. You know, they'll, they'll get a letter saying, you know, uh, for uh, $20,000, you can have all your work back. Yeah. And, and they've been put in more than that. So, and is it there worth are it? photographers that have paid. Uh, oh. Really quite unfortunate. That's very sad. Um, so, theft, fire, flood, they're your big problems. Once you've sort of uh, guarded against mechanical and electronic failure. Okay. Um, the stuff on the desk, I tried to give us a little bit of range here and I'll tell you why some of these I'm not using anymore. Um, some of them I use quite a lot. We're gonna start with uh, just the bare hard drive and there are many brands to choose from. This is an FD Phantom Drives. Okay. Uh, I like Phantom Drives. And you would think this would be for some nerdastic reason because, you know, they've got a gajillion whatever thingies. But instead, you just like the logo. I love the logo. And they, <laughs> I was kidding. They're, they're made of really thick aluminum. And uh, I started buying them when my I had a Mac Pro with a cheese grater and they looked great. Oh, <laughs> nice. But the truth is most, most hard drives are acceptably constructed mm -hmm. and... I've looked at the various brands. Um, so in this case, I, I've got a, a Western Digital Drive. Uh, in here, I think I've got a Fu uh, a Fuji's. Or, and here is, uh, oh, if I remember correctly, that's Hitachi. Statistically speaking, I have looked at the numbers. It really doesn't matter Got that it. much. People are very like Ford, Chevy, Dodge-ish about their hard drives. You'll talk to one <laughs> yeah. person and they're like, oh yeah, if you're not using the Western Digital, you're, you might as well just throw your files away. Just delete them. It's not worth it. <laughs> uh, and then I the just... next person will come along and go, those things are crap. Yeah. Aren't the um, hard drives, I was recently looking at hard drives because yes. we have a lot of uh, photos and um, I would like to put them all in one place yes. and back up and all the things you're saying. Um, I think I figured out a Christmas present they... for you. 
<laughs> They've become much more affordable from what oh, I've heard. Well, that is the next thing uh, the, to talk about. So this is, uh, this particular uh, drive is called a Drobo. And what it is, is a raid or a, uh, it's a group of inexpensive drives that the little computer in there combines into one big drive. And back in the day when the biggest drive you could get was not very big and the, the biggest drive you could get was very, very expensive, raids were very important because I could take and I could grow my storage with my needs by adding drives. Got it. Um, they are not as important as they used to be. That said, I love the Drobo. I love the there's a another company Synology that I use that is mm -hmm. great and if you are creating huge amounts of data as we are videotaping stuff raids are important but honestly so long as you're culling the the bad photos out and you're only keeping maybe a hundred photos from each photo shoot Drives are so huge that you can get away with just one big drive for your media drive, so long as it has two friends to go back up to. Got it. Perfectly practical, and uh, you can now get 10 terabyte drives that are not expensive. That's Ridiculous insane. amount of storage. That is a lot of There's storage. a lot to be said for simplicity. Um, yeah. The simplest path from point A to point B is great. Uh, the theory behind some... Some, if not most, of the, the RAID storage stuff is that if one of the drives goes bad, you just swap in another drive and it recreates what was on uh. the, the drive that, that fried. So you can't fill them all? Um, no, they, it reserves some space for Got redundancy. Mm -hmm. But, um, again, really not necessary unless you've truly outgrown the single drive solution. Mm. So I, I just wouldn't worry as much as we used to about the raids. Sure. Are we getting bigger as we go up? Uh, not exactly. We're going to move to a different kind of drive. Oh. The next one is a NAS, a Network Freaky. Attached Storage. I like it. And these oftentimes come as just a blank box. This one came as an empty box. And you huh. open the box and you just drop the hard drive in. Look at that. And... Um, that's pretty cool. So and that fits in here. Yeah, if you want to add another drive to that, you just uh, if line it up because that's good. I will demo by jamming the drive in incorrectly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Only minorly. Not Only one, minorly. One corner. <laughs> it's even better if you put the lid, lid on, on properly. But we know how it goes. That's pretty neat. So you can fit three in there. No, no, no. Two. Oh, it's just a two. Um, you think that for the demo, I would have figured this out, but... Um, <laughs> Looks oh. like this side has to pop in first. Yeah, weird. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and it is amazing it. when you put Done. things uh, on the right <laughs> way. Um, so, you put some drives in here, and you... Um, you hop onto your computer and under shared drives, this will show up as a hard drive on your network. Hmm. And you have to connect it. Yeah, you, you, you hook yeah. it up to yeah. Ethernet. And in this case, it takes two drives and you can raid those together, much like the other drive where these can mirror one another or they can present as one giant drive or they can be two separate drives. What does this run? Uh, they vary wildly in mm. price. Okay. According to the drives inside of them? Uh, well, they tend to be empty. It depends on how many drives, usually. Oh, okay. It's like, okay, got it. Um, 
this is a great solution in that is this one little thing that's plugged in and it's in the shed. Mm-hmm. It has a downside. They can be a real pain in the ass to configure and get mm-hmm. right. Okay. And the drives in there and oftentimes in the raids, they're not standard. Mm. You, a special order to them. Well, if that if that enclosure dies and probably will one day, I got to get an enclosure just like it mm-hmm. to get it to work again. Got it. And if it's out of production, I may not be a happy camper. I'll be searching eBay for the same thing. And then I'll have an old enclosure that I don't really want, but I had to get it to get my yeah. stuff back if I don't have a backup. Yeah. So NAS drives, kind of great. Yeah. For some instances, they're great. They also don't tend to be super fast because in order to save power, they tend to have a little tiny processor in them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're very proprietary. Well, this one looks like an Apple one. It does kind of look like it was meant to be an Apple-y thing. Right. Uh, it, this one's made by TrendNet, and it works great. I really do like it. Oh, you're talking about this one? No, that this one. one's So good. this is an Apple device. Yeah, for sure. It looks like one of the things you plug your phone into to yes. charge it. <laughs> <laughs> and and although this is an Apple device, it does work with Windows. Oh. Um, Apple's getting out of this business, but that's actually kind of an opportunity for us in the backup world. Hmm. Are we in the backup world right now? This is the backup world. Oh, the okay. real world already finished the show. Got it. Um, <laughs> this is called an Airport Extreme, and it is a router. We all have routers in our home to yep. get the internet kind of yep. shuffled around. Mine does not look as pretty as that. Um, well, yes, and it, it has to look pretty if it's going to be in your living room. Of course. But, um, Ours is not in the living room. Apple makes a version called a time capsule. It has a hard drive in it, and it shows up on your network, and that's nice. I wouldn't do that either. Just the regular airport extremes, both the tall ones like this that are AC and the flat square ones that are N-type, mm-hmm. um, they have a USB connection on the back, and you can plug in a whole bunch of hard drives to this, and they appear on your network. That's cool. Apple's so not the only ones one. Like that. Yes, Apple's not the only. This is why there's a hard drive sitting next to it. They're ah. kind of a, they're friends. Got it. Um, <laughs> they're buddies. <laughs> the beauty of having them as separate items is that the, um, the drive is natively formatted. I can pick that drive up when everything's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. If I have to run out of the burning house with my hard drive, which, by the way, uh, children first, but hard drive second. Grab oh. your drives, run out the door with your laptop. Animals second, and then hard drive They're third. They're self-propelled. <laughs> you just open the door and let the fish go. Um, <laughs> the fish. The, uh, the beauty of it is you can pop out that ex- – you can take that external hard drive, walk over here, plug it into a laptop or your, your computer – and it's it's in a format that you can actually use makes a huge difference as far as convenience oh here's the same Um, thing as your phantom same same brand yep got it um the the beauty of that is that it uses your native format if you're a mac person uh, you have to be a little more selective and make sure that they support the HFS plus file format. The good ones all do, but just make sure you see it in the specs so that it is truly a Mac compatible drive. Otherwise, your drives will be Windows drives. The Mac can still read them, but they're not as well archived. The Mac mm-hmm. HFS uh, plus does some some neat stuff to be more crash tolerant, much like the the industrial uh, Microsoft drives do, the mm-hmm. Microsoft formats. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and that covers sort of the range. You have 
single drives, which are now big enough and cheap enough that you're most of the time, this is great. You have raids for when you've outgrown all sense and size of files. This, the, you can literally have raids that have almost unlimited storage. You can just keep adding. You have network attached storage. Net network attached storage allows you to, without any other hardware, put a drive somewhere. And that, it's handy. I'm not saying it isn't, mm -hmm. oh, but they're just not fast. It's, it's a backup thing. Also, in the case of this particular one, you can satellite hard drives off of it, but they have to be a very particular format that doesn't want to talk to anything. So I, uh, I have moved that out of my active group. And then your routers that will accept a hard drive and for your two remote drives, I really like that. And I also use them to expand my Wi-Fi coverage. So the router that is sitting out in the uh, shed mm -hmm. supplies Wi-Fi for the whole back of my property. How convenient. The one that's in the living room with the, the, the drives on it, it provides Wi-Fi for the sure. house. Got it. It's a nice all-in-one solution. And now that Apple's getting out of the uh, the Wi-Fi business, uh, those things are cheap on eBay. Ah, and they it. and unlike your normal cheap routers, the Apple stuff is designed for schools, and it will take like fifty people on without a hiccup, no problem. Hmm. Good stuff. What about this last one? That last one is that for me? That one's kind of for you. I want to know about it. Well. I've noticed you have a phone. I do. Yeah, it says MyCloud. That is a Western Digital MyCloud, and there are a few solutions like it. Um, I will admit, it's kind of a number three on the nerdly one to five scale. Hmm. You really need to follow the instructions when you're setting up a MyCloud. But let me tell you what makes it different from these other solutions. It is an external hard drive that connects to your network. It's a NAS. Plugs into just like your other computers do. But unlike this NAS that is just drives on your network, the MyCloud is internet aware and you sign up for an account with Western Digital, which is free, and you put an app on your phone always have my phone near me because I'm lost without it. And you can now access all of your pictures on your phone and all of the pictures on your phone back up to a drive at your house. All the time. All the time. Oh, that's pretty cool. You have some control over that. It also will take and allow you to access other pictures and, and like files around. Yes. Huh, that's really so neat. It is internet connected and it's great and it really does work. If you follow the instructions. Got it. And what, uh, there there are a number of people like, oh, that darn Western Digital MyCloud. And you listen to them and they're like, they, they didn't do step A. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't make it past the put in your password part. So if no you... No one does that. <laughs> if you are the control freak and you don't want to just trust your stuff with Apple's backup or, uh -huh. Mike, or uh, Google's backup. Sure. The MyCloud gets all of your stuff home. Hmm. It also lets you do things like, for instance, um, you're in Europe. You're taking pictures. Mm -hmm. They go this. home prior to customs wrecking your phone. Oh. Or someone stealing it. Or somebody stealing it. 
Do you it's know how many times that happens overseas? Happens all the time. People get their phones stolen so often. They said, oh, I've been traveling in Asia for, for like three months. All of my photos were on my phone and my phone just got stolen. Yeah. Like, oh, there's not like backup in Asia where you can just go and plug your phone in and download <clears throat> your pictures. No, that doesn't happen. So every time you visit a cafe, your phone goes, I have Wi-Fi. Ah. And it starts backing up. I love it. Okay, yeah. so and Wi-Fi is It's the also answer. quite secure in that you can go to a place where there's a Snoopy problem of people looking on the Wi-Fi, trying to get mm-hmm. people's stuff. And uh, to my knowledge, it's a secure connection. Oh, that's great. So the MyClouds are definitely interesting ways of getting it. Also, you can take from your computer, log on to the MyCloud, move a bunch of pictures into an album, and now you have this portfolio album on all of your devices, and it dynamically changes from the desktop. There's a couple of solutions for that, but this does a lot of things at once, and it really does work. And um, I I mean, bought it with my own money. I've been relatively happy with it. Mm -hmm. I ran into a couple of hiccups, and then I went online and found out that I, too, hadn't read the instructions. but I read them better than most people that were yeah, online complaining. I bet. I bet. I like it enough. I recommend it. Oh, that's great. The bottom line is do something. Keep your data safe from loss. The dangers are real. They're both electronic in that you can have something fail, and they're physical in that you have the best drive in the world, but if it's on fire, it's really not working well. And then use more than one method because there's a software danger of honestly just something going wrong, even if that is your 10-year-old going, this stuff doesn't seem important, and deleting it because it could happen. It could. All right, so now we're on to the viewer-submitted image, which is from this week, is Mark Harris from New Jersey. I want to see it. I've already seen it, I think. Maybe. I I actually got you two of them. Oh, great. Oh, yes, I have seen these. Mark does these lovely bodyscapes. He has uh, been watching our show and liked it, and he left us a comment, and, of course, I immediately went straight to the link and looked at his work, and I wrote back, and I'm like, (laughs) You, you want to send us something? Because we would love to share your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is rather attractive to young ladies. Yes, I I like that it is sexy without sexual, or is it sexual absolutely. without sexy? There's uh, it 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 evokes like without tantalizing. Yes. Yeah, it's just beautiful, is what it is. It's, it's very just nice. Very pretty. And it's it is my favorite body. of the two. The second one. I'm still deciding. I can't figure out whether it's a, it, is it the, 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 the back with those two sexy little yeah. dimples in the back? Or is it a belly button that's kind of... I kinda, think it's a belly button, but that's I a debatable. No, but... Looks like there could be the abs. Those yeah, two little bumps. The human mind is amazing in that, look at how little information this picture has. And yet you're going to like... I I, I can tell it's skin. I'm not (laughs) sure if she has arms and legs, but she's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) It's very pretty, though. It is. It is just a beautiful little sliver of light. And it's really nicely done. And we so appreciate having some user-submitted images. Absolutely. That's a hint. Yes. Please send us things. Um, you can see more of his work at gsphotoguy.com, gsphotoguy.com. And from that website, you can link over to Model Mayhem and all kinds of things. 
Fair warning. Um, it, he's a glamour guy, so there are glamorous pictures that you should be aware of. Yeah, don't Excellent. don't go to uh, Model Mayhem for anyone's portfolio at work. It's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, generally, probably not something to have on your work history at work. Not, <laughs> your not work computer. Um, <clears throat> so, do you have ideas, comments, or you want to share some photos? Maybe you're like, hmm, I know somebody that needs to be featured on the show. We're Hop always looking for new artists. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Hop on over to This Week in Photo slash Glam and check out our pages for each episode. At the bottom of the page, you will find a feedback form that you can write in comments or paste in a link to your work. Yeah. And we will read every comment. We will visit Every link that doesn't look like it's going to some uh, scary Chinese Bulgarian or, uh, yeah, uh, scam site. <laughs> and uh, Also the comments you leave. All the comments you leave on everything um, we read. So yes. send them all in. If you comment on iTunes, YouTube, the website, Skywriting, whatever you do, we promise both of us will read it. Absolutely. And... Um, if, if our crazy schedules allow, we will try to get back in touch with respond, you. Respond, yes. It is a lot, a little overwhelming, so if we it don't respond be. to each of you, I'm sorry. Um, we will try. <laughs> Do our best. Speaking of iTunes, YouTube. Yes, uh, we want to invite you, and strongly so, to please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. We love comments, as we said. And then also on YouTube, if you could give us a thumbs up. And again, comments are welcome. We would love to hear your feedback. Uh, we'd like to know that you like it, but we also know want to know what you like about it. And anything you have to share would be appreciated. The... Uh the version that is downloaded from iTunes is very nice quality, mm -hmm. but it's very PG. Absolutely, because iTunes creates it that way. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they they're, have stipulations. they're just a little provincial. Yes. <laughs> um, but okay because, if you yeah. zip over to thisweekinphoto.com and watch your episode there, mm -hmm. you get the highest quality we offer. You get unedited images and you get that little form where you can take and you can, you know, type in there, Brian, you have something in your teeth or oh. whatever important comments <laughs> you might have. I would have told you that. I appreciate that. Uh, A huge, huge thank you to Mark Harris for sending in those two lovely images. Uh, your work could be next, and we would love to see it. Yes. And next week on the show, we have photographer, the man behind the Good Light magazine, Michael Zelbo. See you next week on Twip Glam.